New York Artist Collective. Hi there and welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast this next one's about. This is the podcast where we interview a New York artist to discuss the creative process behind one of their songs. I'm your host Stephanie Manns, singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artist Collective co-producers and today's guest is singer-songwriter Martina Sandiego here to talk about her latest song Haven. Martina Sandiego, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for joining me in my glorious studio. <laughs> I know. It's New York. It's it's an apartment. It's cool. Um, but it's fun. So we met through Frank Bell. And how did you meet Frank? So Frank and I played um, a show together in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And it was basically set up like a So Far Sounds um, show. It wasn't with them directly, but this residential building in Jersey City, beautiful spot, like rooftop pool, super nice. They just host swanky, swanky, super swanky. It was like, wow, okay, I'd come to Jersey for this. (laughs) Um, It was just an outdoor show that they had during the summer on their patio. Like they were calling it their sunset music series. And uh, Frank was one of the other performers. Mm -hmm. So there were three of us. We, you know, just connected and talked. Ended up being a really memorable night because I started, I was first and then it was Frank and then um, another group called Josie and the Jinx. They were really great, but they had like an upright bassist, whatnot. But during their set, it started to thunderstorm Mm. and it went zero to a hundred. It just poured. (laughs) Everybody had to move in. There was thunder. It was crazy. So it was just very memorable because of that. And Frank and I were kind of just like laughing and, you know, like he's a great musician. So we kept in touch Mm -hmm. and I, you know, was super excited to come out to his show. Um, And I had actually already heard of the New York Artists Collective. So I definitely was more inclined like I grabbed a friend with me I can be pretty introverted too so I was like Mm. picked someone early on and was like you're coming with me to this cool so what did you think of the show just in terms of the format of the run and stuff I'm always interested to hear what artists think yeah I loved it I think that's what's so important about being a songwriter and we rarely get to see you know the stories behind the songs being told on stage granted I think we do our best in our own shows but also, the conversation that can happen organically between the artists mm-hmm. on stage is really cool to see. Yeah, it's it's always different. The, the chemistry is always different. You can never predict it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it's a little bit stunted or awkward. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of the, the joy of it. Mm. And I love hearing the stories that, that come out. One of the things I love about this podcast is as an extension of the show is that we get to talk about songs in a bit more detail. Mm-hmm. So that's the fun part. Totally. Speaking of, mm-hmm. so Martina, we're going to talk about your song Haven, and then we'll go into a bit more detail about you and your music. So tell tell me a bit more about Haven. Tell me about the, the writing process and recording and anything else that springs to mind. Yeah. So for the song Haven, I remember it being a song that I wrote in one sitting, which has happened to me in the past as a songwriter. I would say that it varies, though. I've definitely had songs where I come back and I work on it. it. takes a year, maybe, like lots of revisions, and then there are some that take a week. But Haven was one that I wrote in one sitting. I also didn't specifically feel like I needed to write something, but I just had this time. And it was um, my senior year in college at NYU, and I had a practice room, which was so nice at the time. I can't believe I should have used that way more, that mm-hmm. perk way more. Um, but I had a practice room booked and I had kind of done all my school stuff, you know, so I was just playing and then messing around and it kind of organically started to flow that melody with the opening guitar plucking. And so 
So, yeah. I, I was just going to say, it's interesting that you kind of go with um, like a sort of very minor, like it, it almost sort of, it doesn't, it doesn't sound out of tune, but I think it's like, it's not natural for your ear to kind of hear those two kind of notes together initially. Mm-hmm. Like, so what made you kind of pick that? Well, it was also me kind of exploring. It's an open detuning. Mm-hmm. So I love, I write a lot of my music in these different um, tunings because I just like to follow my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I was just doing. And I liked how you kind of had that, not really a march, but just this like trotting kind of like moving, forward moving kind of plucking in the guitar. And I felt like it, it just was something that I wanted to follow with my ear. Mm-hmm. And then turns out I also internally had a lot to say. Usually lyrics are the hardest for me. Um, I overthink them, I think. Okay. Um, but Haven, I kind of had minimal minimal editing so this came out april last year Mm -hmm. april 2018 Mm -hmm. yeah and so i had written it i guess in 2016 um and i actually used the song as part of my um senior thesis so i and i went to nyu and i did a i was in gallatin which is the school where you build your own major and i enjoyed the program and i loved it so much and one of the big things that you have to do your senior year is to you know present your um, colloquium in front of your professors and everyone was kind of nervous about what they would do but since my major was so focused on music I thought okay I'm gonna present a song that I had kind of just written and I want to kind of dissect like the musical elements of the song and talk about music as language so okay stripping it down I played it for them just the music okay what kind of emotion does that convey to you as you're listening and then I just read the lyrics Okay, what kind of emotion does that convey convey to you just hearing the words? And now this is everything put together. Like, how do they inform each other? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see it through that lens. Also kind of weird because it comes from just an organic, raw place. But then we were kind of breaking it down and mm-hmm. kind of analyzing it together. What was that like, I guess, being quite young and having to literally pull apart all of the pieces of your song and put them back together? As a songwriter, your songs are so very raw anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's very hard to put them in front of anyone, regardless of whether it's a put-together song. But, but breaking it down completely, I would feel very naked. Yeah, but honestly, I don't know what else I would have done during that colloquium. Mm-hmm. I took songwriting classes and production classes and um, poetry classes, kind of to all better inform myself as a songwriter and performer. It was definitely very vulnerable, but such a huge learning experience and also to hear the impressions and critiques as to what my professors had to say on it. And also it wasn't as intimidating as it sounds because it was like my advisor who kind of knew me throughout college. I got to choose the panel that was on the colloquium too. So like my voice teacher was on it. These are people who, you know, obviously want you to succeed and have seen your growth from the very beginning from when you had started mm-hmm. in the program. So um vulnerable but then I feel like through that comes great learning you mm-hmm. know as opposed to choosing to not and rather just kind of keeping it to myself or under wraps of course yeah okay well let's take a listen this is Martina San Diego and Haven
Martina, that was Haven. It's beautiful. You're incredibly talented. So it's it's lovely to kind of hear what you did with that melodically, having spoken about, you know, how you put that together instrumentally and then the lyrics and then with your vocals. It was it was lovely to hear. Thank you. So tell me a bit more about NYU. What was it like to study there? So many people know NYU mm -hmm. as being so great for the arts. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know Maggie Rogers got discovered at mm -hmm. NYU. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? It was really great. I think I found a perfect kind of, not lane, but kind of, for lack of a better word, because granted, it can be super competitive and, you know, you're surrounded by incredible peers. People are so talented and driven. Everyone is kind of working towards something or has a vision already for themselves. So like I had mentioned, I was in Gallatin, which is the build your own major school and that to me was like a perfect fit because then I was able to take classes at Tisch or at Steinhardt which were the performing arts schools but then not feel like I was kind of under this weight or pressure of being in that environment all the time so it was also nice because I got to meet a lot of people in other different contexts and I didn't feel um, super competitive though I speak to other people who did go to Tisch or 
Steinhardt and feel otherwise. Like it was kind of overwhelming. So I know some people who kind of transferred out of programs because it was a bit too intense. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved my experience overall and I'm still in New York because of it. That's <laughs> great. And New York is a wonderful scene for artists. It's a, it's a wonderful place to be, I think, and it's so vibrant and diverse. So home for you was DC. Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, same thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're also Filipina as well. Mm-hmm. And in your bio, you talk about you spent a year in mm-hmm. the Philippines, mm-hmm. um, songwriting and kind of finding your roots mm-hmm. there and, mm-hmm. you know, doing, doing some songwriting competitions and things. How does that inform mm-hmm. what you do now? Oh, man. It informs what I do now because it really reiterates how much I love doing what I do at any capacity Mm -hmm. so I took a year off in between I took a gap year um, in between high school and college because I wasn't sure if I wanted to study music in college it's such a big investment and also do I want to go to college if I wanted wanted to be a musician that's totally not an option you know you can be creative and and long story short, I took a year off to think about a lot of those things. And my parents and my family were so supportive. I have a lot of relatives back home that I'm super close with. Even though I was raised in the States, like we grew up going back home to see right. family often. So it didn't feel foreign, but it was so liberating to be a young adult, not having real res- adult responsibilities, but having a lot of support of family and friends. And I didn't go out there to pursue music. It just kind of happened like I went out to explore other things and to take a breather from music but naturally I still brought my guitar with me and would go out you know to music venues and then I'd book kind of like an open mic or a friend of mine would be like oh you should sing at this and next thing I know there was um, a local producer um, in Cebu which is the island that I'm from in the Philippines who kind of caught wind and reached out to me and I had an awesome time working with them um, to work on my first debut solo EP while I was there. But that was an opportunity that kind of just happened as I was living there, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. That's incredible. So you did America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Was that when you came back from the Philippines? That was before. That was before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. That was before. So that was before college. You were you mm-hmm. said you were eighteen mm-hmm. at that point. What was yeah. that experience like for you? And how do you look back on that now? Yeah, it was really exciting. So the band that I was the lead singer of at that time in high school, Ivy Rose, we um, auditioned for America's Got Talent. We made it to the Vegas round. So they flew us out. And of course, as a 17-year-old, you're like, this is amazing. You're almost... Flying me out to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like missing school, like giving teachers like, sorry, I'm not going to be here for like a week, I think, because they needed you to be there just like ready at any time to do anything, you know, mm-hmm. like they fly you out, but you have no idea when you're actually going to audition. They until the day before it was just very surreal but then also you know interesting to see that behind the scenes of of reality tv and everything that goes into that type that big of a production of a mainstream reality show like what surprised you about it um you know just what you would think happens with reality tv does (laughs) it's just like having organic moments like the bandmates and I chatting or trying to get in the zone before going on stage and feeling good about it and then wrapping it up and then moments later having you know camera people be like oh can you do that one more time for us and you're like oh okay sure right so it felt sort of super contrived for Mm -hmm. you to repeat that stuff or Mm -hmm. did you feel at any point they made you kind of like 
and they dramatize your story? For us, no, but I definitely, especially because like while waiting around or being in the kind of waiting room, we would meet other people who are auditioning and knowing their story. And then later on watching the season when it went live, being like, oh, that, you know, definitely things have been dramatized, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think with reality TV, you know, unfortunately, like if there's a good story to tell, they're definitely going to want to tell that story Mm -hmm. and anything to kind of make it a bit more emotional. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, has your view on those kind of shows changed as you've gone through college and kind of come out of college and you're, Mm -hmm. you know, now as a working songwriter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It, it's something that I feel like if, the opportunity presented itself to me again as an adult. I feel like it's a great platform for artists to take their career to whatever level, you know, they want for themselves. If you just know yourself enough, I feel like younger Martina didn't at all. So I feel like going into it now, I would be way more protective or assertive as to, you know, my rights in terms of what I would have to sign away or not sign away. But at that age, I was just so excited and elated, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't think at all about the repercussions or the logistics as to your art and, you know, contracts and legal things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like as long as you know how to deal with that or try your best to stay true to yourself or what's important to you, then I think that's still a great way to get exposure. You were getting in front of a number of people very quickly. Like that platform just doesn't really exist on any other any other plane, really, in that kind of engaging organic way. I mean, it's almost now I think the dream is to get on a Spotify playlist mm. and that gets you in front of people. But it's a very different way of getting in front of people. It's, yeah. it's not kind of, you know, your personality doesn't come through quite as much, which in itself can be great. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Spotify... You are currently recording a new single with plans to record an album next year. A lot of this is in pre-production at the moment, but I am working on a single uh, called Babylon. Just a little side note on that, that that one's kind of about being lost in translation. So feeling like, okay, I've come to know you so well at one point, and now we're just so far from where we once were, like Mm -hmm. not on the same page at all anymore. Um, So that's the single that'll be coming out sometime soon. And in terms of the album, I'm hoping, you know, it depends, of course, on a lot of logistics, especially as like an independent artist. But I'd love to do a full length. I feel like it's important to just keep releasing um, content, too, which is hard. So it's that struggle and balance of, okay, I'm excited to kind of work towards this full length project that's always been a dream or goal of mine, but that at the same time, I should stay relevant and put out singles or put out content or something. I am hoping to also produce it, and that would be my first time as well. So that's mm-hmm. a whole other world that I'm going to you know, learn about and have to deal with. So I'm excited, though. I feel like that's kind of my next step mm-hmm. um, creatively. How comfortable are you with production and tools and everything that goes with it? I'm not comfortable with the tools at all. I, I cool. would definitely need to work with a really good engineer. <laughs> uh-huh. But in terms of, you know, the sound that I want, I honestly, you know, I have an idea, I'd say about 80%. And I think collaboration is so important, you know, for that, for those reasons, like, I'm not super versed, well versed in the technical stuff. So working with someone I feel comfortable with to help kind of bring that vision to life um, is going to 
be so important to the project. But honestly, I'm kind of just diving headfirst into these ideas. A lot of it is in pre-production, kind of picking out all the songs that I've been yep. working on the past year and a half that'll end up on the record and mm -hmm. finding solid people who I feel like would be good fits for the project. That's where it is right now. It's yep. a you know baby, baby project. So that's wonderful. I'm excited to hear what you have coming up. One final question for you. Do you remember the days of the iPod or you, were you sort of firmly into um, iPhones? <laughs> I remember the iPod. I remember having my CD player even before Ooh. the iPod and carrying around like my CD mm -hmm. case with like, you did know, you 16 sleeves. As well? I didn't have a no. Walkman, no. Oh, I had a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> Showing my age. <laughs> oh, fun. Fun well, however retro you want to be, what was what is the most um, played song on your iPhone, iPod, Walkman, CD Man, whatever right now? Oh, one of them is definitely Slow Motion by Fox. It's a great song. They have like this big, big band. Woodwind instruments are in the band and whatnot. So it's a, a cool, a cool track. And um, another one is uh, is Shore by Hachi. She's a really cool kind of dream pop vibe. So really textural with the production and it sounds like I'm swimming through I don't know purple and green when I put it on and it just sounds so cool okay so those are two interesting tracks we will need to check out or put yeah. on playlists at some point yes um Martina's and you it's been a pleasure thank you so much for for coming and, and playing us your, your lovely track it's such an interesting story NYU America's Got Talent I'm really curious to see what you do next and how that album turns out so thanks Stephanie Martina San Diego, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. The very talented Martina San Diego and her song Haven. If you're a fan of Martina, you can go and check her out at martinasandiego.com and she is on Instagram at Martina San Diego. We are the New York Artists Collective, and if you want to follow us online, we are at New York Artists Collective on Instagram. Our next New York show is November 23rd at Rockwood Music Hall Stage 3. Details for that show are in our Instagram bio link. I'm Stephanie Manns. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. New York Artists Collective.